Podcast Strategies, Episode 76, How to Build a Community with a Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. I apologize if my voice sounds a little raw. I have this thing that happens to me. I I don't know if any of you out there are like this, but once a week, usually I have these sneezing fits where I can't stop sneezing and I have like 25 sneezes in a row once every couple minutes. And it's really annoying because it, every time I do it, it's sort of uh, shreds my voice for a little bit and I sound like I've been singing, you know, metal all night or something like that. But I'm here and I want to share an important episode with you this week. I'm going to be replaying an interview in this episode and I'm replaying this interview as a way of saying thanks to a very important client of mine and that is Katie Kremitzos. For those of you that don't know Katie Kermitzos, Katie has been host of the Biz Women Rock podcast for something like six years now. It's a major podcast for women business owners. It's one of the uh, most important out there. And Katie has been a huge help to me and to many women business owners out there in the online space and brick and mortar. And for those of you that don't listen, may not know that Katie is actually putting her podcast, Biz Woman Rock, on sabbatical, as she says it. Uh, she's, she's shutting it down for right now, um, for good reasons, actually. She has a very successful other podcast, the Women's Meditation Network, and she's been enjoying that and moving into that space over the last year or so. So I wanted to take today and share my interview with Katie on how she built her community with her podcast as a way of celebrating her and celebrating all she's done for the hundreds of thousands of women business owners that she has helped um, throughout the six years of her podcast and the business that she's run. So let me just tell you a little bit about um, my history with Katie. I met Katie Kermitsos back in 2016 at Podcast Movement. I was introduced to Katie by Lauren Gagioli, who, of course... (laughs) Uh, has introduced me to many people at that conference that I was attending, Mike Kim and and some others that have been very important in my business. And Katie was larger than life. I remember she was wearing some, I believe it was sequined American flag tank top thing uh, and had her Biz Women Rock cape on and was, uh, you know, walking around the podcast um, movement expo floor. And I didn't think much of it. Uh, it was, you know, I was sort of drinking from a fire hose at that conference. It was the first podcasting conference that I'd actually been to. Uh, but over the next few months, I really moved more heavily into the podcasting space. I dabbled in it up to that point in my recording business. And in January 2017, I decided that, hey, maybe... Maybe I should try some advertising. That I should advertise on a couple of podcasts that speak to business owners. And I had partnered with True Native Media and Heather Osgood at that time to 
find some podcasts that might be interested in having me advertise. And Katie was one of those that she talked to. And when Katie and I got together and talked about what we could do, Katie didn't want to just do a simple 30 second ad read or 60 second ad read that her listeners really wouldn't appreciate and wouldn't trust because they didn't know me at all. So we decided to do a series of audio tips where I could give people advice and answer questions and help people get better recordings for their podcast. And also as part of that process, I agreed to help her produce a how to podcast series that she was doing on her podcast on, on biz women rock. And I guess she liked me or she liked what I was doing because she kept talking about how it was freeing up so much of her time each week. And by the time our advertising agreement ended, she decided to stay on as a client. And she was one of my early monthly clients where now we have almost 30 monthly clients that we're helping each month. So that relationship has continued for three years. And then when she decided to start up her women's meditation network, she brought me on to produce that and help her set that up as well. During that time that she's been a client, she was the first coach that I actually hired to help me as a business strategist. And of course, she's become a friend over the last three years. So I want to congratulate her on an incredible run with the Biz Women Rock podcast. And I wish her success in the future. Uh, with the Women's Meditation Network. I'll tell you a little bit about that. So over the last six years, Katie has accomplished a lot with her podcast. The podcast itself, Biz Women Rock, is insanely successful. She created a Facebook group around the podcast that is one of the most helpful, encouraging places for women business owners to collaborate and get help and advice. She has had many coaching clients She's done several successful masterminds and retreats and really has grown Biz Women Rock into this tremendous business, which she will talk about a little bit in this podcast. What does the future hold for Katie? She's going to continue to move into the Women's Meditation Network space. She's reaching so many women and helping them on a daily basis with things like sleep issues and worry and stress and confidence and body image and all the things that are issues for women and mothers in our current environment. She has launched several products that are now for sale at her website, Women's Meditation Network. And if you're a woman, I really urge you to check out her meditations. They are specifically tailored to women and the things that women experience every day. So I want to get to her interview and here's some things that I want you to listen for in the interview. In the episode, you'll hear about Katie's first experience with podcasting. Um, you'll hear how Biz Women Rock, the podcast, helped her build a large and engaged online community. Uh, she'll talk about connecting with community and creating a two-way conversation. She's also going to share some ways that she monetized her podcast and her approach to being authentic on her podcast. And then she's also going to share her best piece of advice for building a community with your podcast. So I hope you enjoy this interview. It was from a very early episode of my podcast, and hopefully not too many of you have heard it. But if you've already heard it, I encourage you to listen to it again, because you'll pick up some nuggets that you didn't hear the first time. So without further ado, here's Katie. What is Biz Women Rock and why did you create it and how did it come about? Biz Women Rock is a community 
of highly ambitious entrepreneurial women who really are craving more. They're craving more revenues in their business. They're craving more education that will help them be better at running their companies. And ultimately they're creating or they're craving more connection with other like-minded women who won't tell them that they're crazy, who won't tell them that, oh, just play yourself down, but who will challenge and really applaud them along their journeys. And so Biz Women Rock is that community. I created it uh, and it started with a podcast almost five years ago. And I created it just because I, at that point, had really had already been an entrepreneur myself for about... Oh, I think about six years at the time. And I had just... I just totally ate up that identity. I was like entrepreneur through and through. And um, and I also have always had a love for women and, and our very unique journeys that I think that we have in this world. As, as diverse as we each are, I think it's really connected. So um, that was just... The podcast itself was just my first way to sort of marry those two loves and and do that in a way that I felt would really help other women. It's since developed into the community. It really started as a podcast and has since developed into an entire supportive community. And was that the first podcast? Like, were you, how did you come to the idea of podcasting? Were you listening to them at the time and things like that? Yeah, that's a good story, actually. Um, I had, I didn't even know what a podcast was. It was 2013, <laughs> summer of 2013. And, um, my uh, my husband and I put on like small internet marketing meetup, basically meetups in Tampa Bay called e-marketing groups. And he had a speaker come through there who had been podcasting for a long time. And he was talking about his podcast. And you know, we were always on to bringing in speakers who could talk about real innovative technologies. And so Steve comes in, he's talking about podcasting. It was the first time Chris had heard about it. I was not at this meeting. And Chris came back, just lit up going, Oh my gosh, you need to know about this thing called podcasting. I lit up about it. I was like, oh, Okay, that's pretty cool. And then we came across... Um, we came across just some really great people who were like now very well established, like people that you would know is synonymous with podcasting. And I... I, I he had different a different experience but my experience was oh my gosh this this is a message this is a tool to bring a message to the world immediately the moment you press publish on an episode it has the potential to go to the world and not and we had run a local entrepreneurial business at that time so everything we did was an inch wide a mile deep with a local community and we were working our butts off. And so I was like, Oh my God, this... We could literally take that same energy, put it into a podcast in a very strategic way. And it goes to the world. And that blew my mind because... And, and I know my husband was on the same board with that because we're very much like impact thinkers. Like We really want to, be, to make big dents in this universe in the ways that we best see fit individually. And so, and then for me, um, right alongside that was I saw a business model for it. I saw, I was like, oh, and the business model that I saw at the time was really um, elementary and there's a gazillion other business models for it now. But um, it was like, oh, I could start a show. I could get sponsors. I could get all these listeners. And then and it was like the sponsorship model. That's all yeah. I knew. <laughs> yeah. um, and that was it. I was like, okay, let's do it. This is the tool. Let's go for it. In previous episodes, I've already shared with the listeners uh, a lot about how the podcast builds connection, builds authenticity, 
creates this, you know, the know, like, and trust factor in the listener and, and all of that stuff. And I've told them how it can build community and, and what happens. But in your opinion, how did Biz Women Rock build your community, which is a really large and engaged online community of women business owners? There's no one answer for that, but if okay. I had to boil it down, <laughs> um, the medium of podcasting is so ridiculously intimate. And so I could get on the mic and because my listener has me in her earbuds while, or I'm in the car with her when she's driving. And I'm, by the way, I'm constantly keeping that in mind. It's even though you're talking to so many people all over the globe, you're really only talking to one person and that's that intimacy gets translated through a podcast. And when you when you really accept that, you can leverage it by building that relationship, that one-on-one relationship times hundreds, thousands, millions, however many listeners you really have. And so it community starts from that relationship. And then the strategic ways behind it is, in my humble opinion, bringing your listeners together. So I consider this sort of like... You know, when you're podcasting, it's sort of like one to many, like in the, unless you're doing a live session of a podcast, which, you know, rarely happens, you're not getting immediate feedback. So somebody can listen to you. It's super intimate. It's wonderful, but they can't talk back to you in that moment. So you can, you can translate that and allow the relationship to be live if you build community around it. If you sort of gather your arms, if you will, around all the listeners, bring them together and allow conversations to happen within that particular niche that you're talking about. You get to establish... You you are established as a quote-unquote expert or somebody to listen to because they're already listen to you, listening to you. So... So it's really, you know, the first step is really just A, building the deep relationship one-on-one and B, inviting them to come together with other people who are listening because we all want connection. We uh, Even in this world of like super high digital, we all really want to be connected to each other. So a podcast is one of the best ways that I have found to start to initiate community building and to, to really enliven it. Um, But it's not just a one-step process. It's like constantly deepening the relationships. There's a lot of fun things that I do. Like I will bring my members on to the podcast, either through like a snippet of a recording that I'm asking them to answer a question about, or I I have my listeners on the show as guests quite a bit because they're the ones who are listening. They're the ones who are interested. They're the ones who are in the game with me. So I love highlighting them and I love shining a light on them. And that makes them forever listeners. That makes them super loyal. So um, it's, it's just that combination of like deepening those individual relationships and ultimately bringing them all together in a way that's meaningful and connected in that topic that you're talking about. So what are some of the other ways that you connect with your community um, and create a, a, a two-way conversation? Because, you know, that's one of the things we just talked about podcasts being sort of a one-way thing. There's no way for them to speak back directly unless you do live call-ins or things like that. What are some of the other ways you connect? So a big giant tool that I use that is probably right in line with my podcast itself as a tool is my Facebook group. And I love Facebook groups. So if, if Facebook groups or and or just, you know, exchange that for any word that could act as a forum, which is basically what a, a Facebook group is. My Facebook group is such a great way for me to see visually who my listeners are, how they're engaging with my content. I can ask them 
pertinent questions. I can share episodes with them. If I feature somebody on the on the episode, I can tag them there. I can start conversations around certain topics that I'm about to talk about. I can show up in a Facebook Live. I can I, They can see me live. They can talk to me one-on-one and engage with me. They can have access to me. And this is what makes a group so dynamic is it's so multidimensional in relationships because they can access each other without me needing to be there. Like I'm the creator of the group, but like I don't need to be the one starting the conversation in order for them to talk to each other. So, so just because of that space itself is a giant tool and getting really creative with how I'm using that space. I am very proud to say that I have seen in, in all of these years, I've seen best friendships made. I've seen business partnerships come out of that group. I have seen people hanging out on the beach on weekends that I know met in my community and they were a part, they've been a part of my community. So that's really cool to see. So that is one giant tool and one giant strategy, which has a gazillion strategies inside of it. Um, and then, you know, another one again is really integrating the podcast with the people themselves. So I gave you the example of having people call in or featuring people on the show, but I've also done live shows. I've also recorded live sessions. Maybe I've been at a conference somewhere and I've done like mini interviews with people like like when they hear the noise in the background and then they're featured on the show. I've done, you know, Biz Women Rock meetups at certain events and so I get to like meet them all there. Sometimes I'm I'm recording for the podcast and sometimes I'm not. Um, I've done my own Biz Women Rock events. So, like for example, I had a retreat. I've had a couple of retreats, and you know, I record stuff there, and or I talk about it on the podcast. And I'm bringing the the attendees on the podcast and talking about their experience. I'm sharing recorded bits and pieces of the retreat. So, um, it's it's all of that because the listener gets to hear that there's a real community on the other side of this podcast, and that that's all tangible. So you just listed I mean, several ways you connect, but also several ways. And there were also ways you monetize your yep. podcast. And back on episode nine of this <laughs> podcast, I listed 11 ways that listeners can monetize their podcast without ads or sponsorships. Now you offer a good number of services, a wide range of services to your listeners. How did you come to decide on that approach? And what has that experience been like of creating things and revising things and coming up with new ideas over this five-year period? I'll start by saying that I am not an expert at this, that I didn't come out of the gate knowing exactly what to do and follow the perfect formula and execute it perfectly right out the gate. I absolutely did not do that. I don't think most people do that. I think most of us need to fall on our butts and realize that something didn't sell or that offer was horrible. which I have done plenty of. Um, the, first, the first way I monetized was sponsorship. And once I realized, once I realized like, hey, I kind of want to sidestep that. Let me see if there's something else I can offer. I offered my one-on-one coaching services. And that was the first time that I was like, okay, people are paying me because of this podcast. Like literally, there's no way... This is funny. The, I was very adamant that I was not a coach. I'm like... Uh, who am I? Like I've been running a business for all these years. I'm surrounded by, you know, entrepreneurs. I support these entrepreneurs, but like, ah, uh, who am I to be coaching, right? And I, I, the moment I pressed publish on my podcast, I had people knocking on my door, sending me messages, um, asking me 
can I, can I coach with you? Can I coach with you? And for two years, Danny, I said, no, I'm not a coach. I'm not a coach. I'm (laughs) I'm not doing it. I, I know sometimes I'm a little hard headed. As one of your former coaching clients, I'd say, I could say, wow, man, you missed out on a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fast forward. I think it's one of my biggest strengths and I really love it. And, um, and I, I love doing it. It's one of my favorite things to do. So, uh, Finally, I said yes. And that was the first way that I monetized directly fr- from the podcast in addition to sponsors- sponsorship. So, you know, then, then it was like running through a gazillion types of programs. Okay, how about this one goal in one month, you know, ac- accomplishment type of a group program? What if it's this? Um, I had a New Year's jumpstart program. I had uh, a bunch of online kind of group education, goal oriented, mid-year reset, you know, set your year straight, like all that sort of stuff. And that literally, the truth is, is that was like a lot of me constantly listening, journaling, trying to really just see what was going on. I, I test a lot in my Facebook group. And then I'll just, I see, I ask questions. I kind of can read between the lines to see what people are looking for. And I will create something, right? And then I go to market it and sometimes it flops and sometimes it does great, right? Um, I eventually got into doing masterminds for two reasons, by the way. Number one, I had been running masterminds for a local community for at that point, like almost a decade. So I was like, oh yeah, I, I, this is kind of a service that I could do. I'm kind of good at this. Um, and also because it was, it felt like the next step in the coaching model, quote unquote, right? So I'm getting paid for the one-to-one. Now let's get paid for the one-to-many and let's see how that how we can scale that. And so I did two seasons of masterminds and they were ridiculously successful, wonderful masterminds. I loved every minute of it. They were very profitable profitable for me. I dipped my hand, I dipped my feet in sort of like online, uh, like evergreen courses. I have a I have an old Facebook groups rock course from about three years ago that still sells and it's great, but I don't update it, but it's the same basic concepts. Um, and so all that to say is that like I was about to launch a brand new like high-end mastermind for million dollar plus earners. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of potential for it in this moment um, because I've had a pretty massive transformation over the past couple of months about you know all the different monetization strategies that are, and opportunities that Biz Women Rock is going through, I really actually only have two. I have sponsorship available and I have one-on-one private coaching available. But that's very deliberate. And I have a whole podcast episode as to why I scaled back for that. Right, right. Um, has so to let's do talk about that too. for a second. Because <laughs> okay. um, you have a family, you have a personal life. Your family is yeah. about to get bigger. That's the reason we're we're dancing around here. Yeah. <laughs> and you talk about your family and personal life a lot on your show. I do. How did you come to that decision and and what has that experience been like? It's something that I feel a lot of people have to figure out for themselves because so much a part of of I think what resonates with people in this world is like this transparent leadership, right? So if I want to be an expert in my industry, I need to be willing to share about myself and who I really am versus trying to come across as Mr. Expert or Mrs. Expert who you don't know anything about my life. So I feel like everybody from a business perspective is like, okay, I need to be a little bit more authentic or just um, unguarded, right? Because that's smart and that's what really connects people. But that was never a consideration for me. The answer is, I don't know any other way to be. I don't know any other way to be than to share. It's I actually have to 
stop myself from sharing more <laughs> because um, there are some sacred things that I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't share that story. <laughs> or my husband might not appreciate me telling that story. You hear TMI a lot, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I, I have what they call like the authenticity hangover. Like, oh, should I have really shared that? Um, but that's just who I am. My, my natural personality. And I believe one of, and this took me a long time to really get like one of the things that I feel like is a gift of mine and, and something I do that is special. And it's not, I don't try to do it. It's just who I am. I think we all have those very, very unique and special gifts is that I am, I, I really value relatability. So I have developed the ability to share about myself in a way that makes somebody else feel like they're connected to me and that they can relate to me for the purpose of wanting to help transformation in that relationship, if that makes sense. So it's, it's not done uh, like uh, unintentionally. Like I'm very conscious about when and why I share. Um, there are times that I will force myself not to share about something until I've learned the lesson so I can share that transformation. I can share the lesson and I can tell the story in a way that is entertaining and educational and transformative and not just in the gunk of stuff, just sharing yeah. for the muck of it. Right. Yeah. You're opening up that door to empathy, to let people. Yeah. And, and how has that affected the, the community? What, what have you seen from your community? I mean, overwhelmingly, if you ask people, if you ask people a word to describe who I am to them, because this is the word I keep getting thrown back at me is like, you're just like us. You're so relatable. Like I, and that's really important to me in the sense of, I never pretend to be the expert who knows it all. Like I have, I have education and I have expertise to share. Don't get me wrong. I feel like I've developed a lot in my own ability to um, share knowledge with other people. But like, I've never, it's important to me not to come across as like, too big for my own britches or she knows it all or unapproachable. So I, it, that skill also is used very deliberately to make me approachable, to make me, um, uh, available. So that's the common, that's a common thing that I've got. And because of that, people are ready and willing to connect with me, to talk to me, to share stories with me, to open up with me. Um, you know, there is something to be said about there's a line at me selling my services as, as a business strategist, there's something to be said about walking a careful line between, Hey girl, we got this, you know, we're in this together and I, you do want to pay me for what I know because it's valuable. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. You're at a busy conference like podcast movement or something like that. And someone walks up to you and you've got 30 seconds with them. What is the best piece of advice you would give them for creating community with a podcast? What should they do first? Go an inch wide and a mile deep with every individual relationship. A community is not about numbers. It's about every individual multiplied by however many individuals there are. The better, you, the better job you do at making each individual feel special, the, the tightly glued your community will be, whether that's 10 people or 10,000 people. And it doesn't, that doesn't really matter actually. Like what matters is the depths of each of those relationships. Awesome. So besides the upcoming second daughter, uh, what are you excited about now? Uh, well, I just gave birth to a different kind of a baby. <laughs> um, I just launched a brand new podcast network. So not just uh, in the very first show of that network. There are many that are planned out for it. But the very first show of that network is live. It has absolutely nothing to do with the Biz Women Rock brand. 
although it will make sense in, uh, if you get to know me a little bit better as to why this is. Um, but it's the whole network is called the Women's Meditation Network. And the very first podcast for that is called Meditation for Women. And these are straight up guided meditations that I'm giving um, that are specifically geared at the journey that we women have. So they're very... Um, they're fun and deep and beautiful all at the same point. They have titles like You Are Extraordinary, a daily reminder. The one I just put out today was You Are Enough. That is kind of a thing that I know myself and a lot of women have to deal with. Like the, oh my gosh, I'm not enough. The imposter syndrome, right? Um, you're in a fight with your spouse. That's one that's coming up here pretty soon. <laughs> um, I'm not too blatant about my own experiences there, but obviously we all have that, right? And it's kind of like addressing that real stuff. You are overwhelmed. Um, like titles that specifically talk to this experience, this life that we women, not just business women, like women in general that we have. So I'm really excited about that. Awesome. I am too. I've already listened to a few of them. Yay. And someone who... <laughs> believes in meditation too. I think it's amazing, especially that it's focused on one, one area or one gender or whatever. Um, I think it's great. And what would be the best way for people to find out more about what you're doing? What's, I know things are changing and shifting a little bit, but where can they go to find out more about you? Probably the best place for anyone to find out a little bit more about me and connect with me is on Facebook. That's where I tend to be most often. Um, and so just Katie Kremitzos, and I'm sure Danny will have direct links there so you don't have to worry about spelling that last that Greek name. Um, and um, and then bizwomenrock.com is really just the home for the entire Biz Women Rock community and all the resources and podcast episodes there. So uh, both of those places are pretty good. Is there a site for the Women's Meditation Network yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. okay. Very new. <laughs> working on it on the process. It'll be a few weeks before this airs. So maybe it'll, maybe it'll be yes, up by then. Then I will say, yes, yes. And it's, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think it's called meditation or meditation for women podcast.com. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll like dub it in and try to emulate your voice. <laughs> Something like Sweet. that. Thank you for coming on and doing this. Um, thank you for being one of my early clients and being a mentor and a coach. Um, this, this is, you, you are the best example and I will keep using you as a great case study and example of building community through a podcast and actually starting it with a podcast. So thank you for doing this. Thank you so much, Danny. And I will always be your biggest advocate for saving me a whole load of time so I don't have to produce my own show. You are phenomenal at it. As a matter of fact, you got an email from me last night as I was I was editing because I'm a little bit of a control freak. So I wanted to edit the beginnings of these first meditations, right? And uh, you got an email from me last night going, okay, it took it's me three fun. years to hand you over my <laughs> Biz Women Rock podcast and it only took me three weeks I'm for this new podcast. I'm ready. Let's do it. And it saves time and it's just super high quality and it, that is not my, my zone of genius. That's yours. So I'm so appreciative for you. So I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Before I get out of here, I want to tell you about a Black Friday deal that I'm going to have coming up soon. If you missed out on the opportunity to purchase Podcasters Kit, that was a group of knowledge products from about 50 podcasting experts that I participated in about a month ago. I'm going to give you the opportunity to get my portion of that kit, which was my how to start a podcast course that I created for LinkedIn learning. I presented it live for the people that purchased podcasters kit. It's about two hours of 
soup to nuts, A to Z, how to start a podcast, along with some question and answer at the end. As part of the Black Friday deal, I'm also going to include the 12-hour live launch summit that we did as part of the launch for Podcasters Kit. So you get to hear from over 20 of the experts that participated in Podcasters Kit on many numbers of subjects, how to start a podcast, how to sound good, how to podcast on an iPad, how to do Facebook ads, how to market your podcast, all sorts of good stuff. So pay attention to this space. I will let you know how to purchase that Black Friday deal in the coming weeks. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing you next week.